0: listening to the Mystical City of God in the Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four-volume, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's readings, you can head on over to Facebook and find the Mystical City of God in your Year podcast group page, and you'll be able to share your own thoughts and insights with others who are listening and following along. If you would like to support this free podcast, you can do so by sending a tip through Venmo, to the handle mystical city of God. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Storm Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example and holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir a flame in our hearts the same missionary fervour of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. God, for ever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 362. We are reading from Volume 4, Book 8, Chapter 21, Paragraphs 760-766. to 766. Chapter 21 The soul of the Most Holy Mary enters the Empyrean Heaven, and, in imitation of Christ our Redeemer, returns to resuscitate her sacred body. In it, she again ascends to the right hand of the Lord on the third day. 760. Of the glory and felicity of the saints, in the beatific vision, St. Paul says with Isaiah, 1 Corinthians 2 nine, Isaiah four four, that neither have mortal eyes seen nor ears heard, nor can it enter into the heart of a man what God has prepared for those who love him and who hope in him. In accordance with this Catholic truth, we should not wonder at what is related of St. Augustine, the great light of the Church, that in setting out to write a book of the glory of the blessed, he was visited by his friend St. Jerome, who had just died, and entered into the glory of the Lord, and was admonished by his visitor, that he would not be able to compass his design, since no tongue or pen of man could describe the least part of the blessings enjoyed by the saints in the beatific vision such is the testimony of St. Jerome. And if through Holy Scriptures we had no other information than that this glory is eternal, it would be beyond all our comprehension. For however much of our intellect may expand, it will never comprehend eternity. And as this is infinite and boundless, it is inexhaustible and incomprehensible, how much soever it may be known and loved, just as God, the Infinite and the Almighty, created all things without being, thereby exhausted, and even if he had created endless worlds ever anew, would remain still infinite and immutable. So also, although seen and enjoyed by countless saints, he will remain an infinite source of new knowledge and love, for in creation and in glory all creatures participate in him, only to a limited extent, each according to its condition, while he in himself is without limitation or end." 7.61. If on this account the glory even of the least of the saints is ineffable, what shall we say of the glory of the most blessed Mary? Since among the saints she is the most holy, and she by herself is more like to her son than all the saints together. And since her grace and glory exceed those of all the rest as those of an empress or sovereign over her vassals, this truth can and should be believed. But in mortal life, it cannot be understood or the least part of it be explained, for the inadequacy and deficiency of our words and expressions rather tend to obscure than to set forth its greatness. Let us in this life apply our labor, not in seeking to comprehend it, but in seeking to merit its manifestation and glory, where we shall experience more or less of this happiness according to our works. 762 our Redeemer Jesus entered heaven, conducting the pure soul of his mother at his right hand. She alone, of all the mortals, deserved exemption from particular judgment. Hence for her there was none. No account was asked or demanded of her, for what she had received, for such was the promise that had been given to her, when she was exempted from the common guilt, and chosen as the queen privileged above the laws of the children of Adam. For the same reason, instead of being judged with the rest, She shall be seated at the right hand of the judge, to judge with him all the creatures, if, in the first instant of her conception, she was the brightest aura, effulgent with the rays of the sum of the divinity, beyond all the brightness of the most exalted seraphim, and if afterward she was still further illuminated by the contact of the hypostatic word, who derived his humanity from her purest substance. It necessarily follows that she should be like his compassion for all eternity, possessing such a likeness to him that none greater can be possible between a God-man and a creature. In this light, the Redeemer himself presented her before the throne of the divinity, and speaking to the Eternal Father in the presence of all the blessed, who were ravished at the wonder, the most sacred humanity uttered these words, Eternal Father, my most beloved mother, thy beloved daughter, and the cherished spouse of the Holy Ghost, now comes to take possession of the crown and glory, which we have prepared as a reward for her merit. She is the one who was born as the rose among thorns, untouched, pure, and beautiful, worthy of being embraced by us and of being placed upon a throne to which none of our creatures can ever attain and to which those conceived in sin cannot aspire. This is our chosen and our only one, distinguished above all else, to whom we communicated our grace and our perfections, Beyond the measure accorded to other creatures, in whom we have deposited the treasure of our incomprehensible divinity and its gifts, who most faithfully preserved her and made fruitful the talents which we gave her, who never swerved from our will, and who found grace and pleasure in our eyes. My Father, most equitous, is the tribunal of our justice and mercy, and in it the services of our friends are repaid in the most superabundant manner. It is right that to my mother be given the reward of a mother, and if during her whole life and in all her works she was as like to me, as is possible for a creature to be, let her also be as like to me in glory, and on the throne of our majesty, so that where holiness is in essence, there it may also be found in highest participation. 763 this decree of the Incarnate Word was approved by the Father and the Holy Ghost. The Most Holy Soul of Mary was immediately raised to the right hand of the Son and true God, and placed on the royal throne of the Most Holy Trinity, which neither men nor angels nor the seraphim themselves attain, and will not attain for all eternity. This is the most exalted and supereminent privilege of our Queen and Lady, that she is seated on the throne with the divine persons, and holds her place as Empress, while all the rest are set as servants and ministers to the highest King. To the eminence and majesty of that position, inaccessible to all other creatures, correspond her gifts of glory, comprehension, vision, and fruition. Because she enjoys above all, and more than all, that infinite object, which the other blessed enjoy in an endless variety of degrees. She knows, penetrates, and understands much deeper the eternal being and its infinite attributes. She lovingly delights in its mysteries and most hidden secrets more than all the rest of the blessed Although the glory of the Divine Persons and that of the Most Holy Mary, there is an infinite distance. For the light of the Divinity, as says the Apostle 1 Timothy 6.16, is inaccessible, and in it alone dwells immortality and glory by essence. And though also the Most Holy Soul of Christ, without measure, exceeds in its gifts those of His Mother, yet the Great Queen surpasses inaccessibly all the saints in glory, and has a likeness to that of Christ, which cannot be understood in this life, nor ever described. 7.64 Just as little can be explained by the extra joy which the blessed experienced on that day in singing the new songs of praise to the omnipotent and in celebrating the glory of his daughter, mother, and spouse, for in her he had exalted all the works of his right hand, although to the Lord himself could come no new or essential glory, because he possessed and possesses it immutably infinite, Through all eternity. Yet the exterior manifestations of his pleasure and satisfaction at the fulfillment of his eternal decrees were greater on that day, and from the throne a voice, as if of the eternal Father, resounded, saying, In the glory of our beloved and most loving daughter, all the pleasure of our holy will is fulfilled to our entire satisfaction. To all the creatures we have given existence, creating them out of nothing, in order that they may participate in our infinite goods and treasures according to the inclination and pleasure of our immense bounty. The very ones who were made capable of our grace and glory have abused this blessing. Our cherished daughter alone had no part in the disobedience and prevarication of the rest, and she has earned what the unworthy children of perdition have despised. And our heart has not been disappointed in her at any time or moment. To her belong the rewards which, according to our conditional decree, we had prepared for the disobedient angels and for their followers among men. They have been faithful to their grace and vocation. She has recompensed us for their falling away by her subjection and obedience. She has pleased us in all her operations and has merited a seat on the throne of our majesty. 7.65 On the third day, after the most pure soul of Mary had taken possession of this glory, never to leave it, the Lord manifested to all the saints his divine will that she should return to the world resuscitate her sacred body, and unite herself with it, so that she might be in body and soul again, raised to the right hand of her divine Son, without waiting for the general resurrection of the dead. The appropriateness of this favor in accordance with the others received by the most blessed queen and with her supereminent dignity, the saints could not but see, since even to mortals it is so credible that even if the church had not certified it, we would judge those impious and foolish, who would dare deny it. But the blessed saw with greater clearness, together with the determined time and hour, as manifested to them in God himself. When the time for this wonder had arrived, Christ, our Savior himself, descended from heaven, bringing with him at his right hand the soul of his most blessed mother, and accompanied by many legions of the angels and the patriarchs and ancient prophets, they came to the sepulcher in the valley of Josephat, And all being gathered in the sight of the virginal temple, the Lord spoke the following words to the saints. 766. My mother was conceived without the stain of sin, in order that from her virginal substance I might stainlessly clothe myself in the humanity in which I came to the world and redeemed it from sin. My flesh is her flesh. She cooperated with me in the works of redemption. Hence I must raise her, just as I rose from the dead, and this shall be at the same time and hour. For I wish to make her like me in all things." All the ancient saints of the human race then gave thanks for this new favor and songs of praise and glory of the Lord. Those that especially distinguished themselves in their thanksgiving were our first parents, Adam and Eve, St. Anne, St. Joachim, and St. Joseph, as being the more close partakers in the miracle of his omnipotence. Then the pure soul of the queen, at the command of the Lord, entered the virginal body, reanimated it, and raised it up giving it a new life of immortality and glory and communicating to it the four gifts of clearness, impassibility, agility, subtlety, corresponding to those of the soul and overflowing from it into the body. This concludes our reading today for day number 362. We've been reading from volume four, book eight, chapter 21, paragraphs 760 to 766. Our reading today takes Our Lady to the gates of heaven, her soul at least, to heaven. And there she's able to relate to and speak with the Trinity. And we hear how Jesus advocates for his mother for a place on the throne because she's so different than all the rest of humanity. And one of the interesting things we heard today was about St. Augustine and Jerome, that when St. Augustine was writing about heaven, St. Jerome comes to him and says that the glory of heaven is inconceivable to the human mind. And maybe we lift up our thoughts to heaven. I think that's what the death and assumption of Our Lady does for us. It makes us think about heaven and what heaven is like. And we can envision Our Lady there among the angels and saints. And at the very end, we heard how Jesus brought the patriarchs and all of these holy people to the tomb of Our Lady. And this is how Jesus addressed them, speaking really about the glory of Our Lady, that Mary surpasses all the saints in glory. Again, why? Because what God did for her in the Immaculate Conception Again, why? Because of how she cooperated with the will of God in bringing about the salvation of souls by the incarnation of Jesus and his death then on the cross, which because she gave flesh to the Son of God, was able to take place for us. We can continue to think about Our Lady and we will never exhaust the great richness of who she was. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of The Mystical City of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.